Thank you. Father, I'm just so grateful it is you with whom we have to do and not man. Father, it's you that we are responsible to. And uh, you're so kind and so straightforward with us, Lord. You don't take us anywhere we don't really need to go. Father, you're just so wonderful. I just want to hand over to you this morning because, uh, and, and as I always do, and just say, Lord, would you say what you want to say today? Because nobody's come to hear me. They've come to hear what you want to say. So I commit myself completely into the hands of the Holy Spirit and ask Holy Spirit that you will come. I know that your angelic guard are already here. Thank you, Father, that you're filling the place with yourself. Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, in Jesus' name. Um, the title of this one uh, is An Enemy Has Done This. And it's Alternative Medicine, New Age Deception in the Church. Uh, you can pop that up if you like. This is an overview. Um, I've got copies of it, so you'll, you need no need to scramble about making... Uh, oh, sorry, I helpfully turned all the lights on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm fine. Um, it's quite hard when people are into alternatives, you know, to get them to see that it's not altogether... I'm going to ask you to come and speak in a minute, Tilsa. Uh, it's not all, t isn't that it's all that glitters is definitely not gold. And Telsa and I, last time she was up for the last conference, had a conversation about what I was doing, and she'd been into something that she could not see was wrong. And I knew that I couldn't get through to her because of the transference that had gone on. I'm going to give you the microphone now, pop it. So would you like to tell him in your own words exactly what happened? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, I had a, a bad jaw for quite a long time. Due to prolonged stress, I was gritting my teeth. It had become a real habit. And at night, I was grinding my teeth. And it got complete, completely inflamed. And nothing, nothing, nothing was shifting it. And even when I was praying, I couldn't get in touch with the roots of it. It was just years of habit. Um, of how I was coping, um, willing myself to walk on with God, etc., etc., because it was very, you know, tough. And um, anyway, this went on for a very long time. I could hardly chew. And my husband um, is uh, a, um, a registered osteopath. He was a registered osteopath, and he completely came out of New Age and completely gave it all to the Lord and was a really clean practitioner. Nothing whatever funny. He tried to treat my head, and he said, I don't know what's going on. It's obviously really inflamed. You know, I had antibiotics. I had um, painkillers, anti-inflammatory things. Nothing would touch it. Anyway, a friend of mine who was a Christian said to me, go to a cranial osteopath. They work on the skull, and they will be able to do it. So I, um, I, I prayed about it, felt peace, because nothing was helping. Went along, asked the lady, she was a lady, um, I said, are you into anything funny in any way whatsoever? And she says, no, it is a natural therapy. It's completely natural. She said, I don't know how it works, but it works. So I, I committed myself to God, covered myself with the blood, prayed in tongues, even witnessed to her, and she proceeded to treat me. Um, it was very gentle treatment, very peaceful. 
And the, lo and behold, you said you had an impact um, on your spine, which was true, we were hit by a train once, uh, which kind of made my jaw out of alignment, which didn't help. And she was really good, you know, professional. And after two or three treatments, the whole thing just went. And I was so thrilled, I thanked God with all my heart. And I had no side effects as such. Um, at all from it. But vaguely in my mind, I was wondering whether very slightly my judgment had begun to get clouded and like a sort of a bit of a fog in my head. But I put it down to the tablets I'd taken and my diet probably wasn't brilliant. And you know how you kind of explain things away. And then when we were at Barrow's, it came up. I said, what about cranial osteopathy? And she said, well, how can they move the cranium? It's all solid. And I said, well, it works. And she said, well, that's the problem. She said, what's working it? And I thought, I don't believe it. So um, anyway, I struggled with it for a few weeks. And then I thought, well, if it is the wrong source, uh, Lord, I don't want anything to do with it. And by that time, my fuzziness had increased. And uh, this is like two years ago I went. So I, s I committed myself to God, asked him to forgive me. I repented of it, and I cut myself off from it. And lo and behold, I felt a huge spiritual release. I was completely stunned. I thought, wow. And then the pain came back. And I thought, wow. So there was obviously something there which had healed me, which was not from God, you know? And I mean, I'm quite sort of aware of things. You know, I think I've been a Christian 35 years. I'm not a stupid Christian, you know what I mean? Not gullible, you know, I have discernment, you know. But obviously there I didn't. And, um, I wouldn't have believed it unless Beryl had sort of rubbed my nose in it a bit and the Lord was, um, you know, using her. So, and that was something very sort of innocent. And now God is kind of digging away at the roots of this yeah. gritting of tea. Couldn't get know. at it before, you see. So, thank you. That's, I mean, little testament. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I think we need to... Thank you so much. A, a testimony is worth a thousand words, I always say. Um, you see, the, the key was, I don't know how it works, but it works. This is right across the board with this stuff. I don't know how it works, but it works. <coughs> 2 Thessalonians 2, 3 to 8 says, Don't let anyone deceive you in any way. For that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. He will ex oppose and exalt himself over everything that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things? And now you know what's holding him back, so that he may be revealed at the proper time. For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, but the one who now holds it back will continue to do so until he is taken out of the way. Then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. We've got serious stuff to do today, girls, and this afternoon deliverance may take place for any of you who've been involved in any of these things. Uh, and we are perfectly prepared for it. I don't intend at all that we shall have any noise or distress, um, but I do hope and pray and intend that people will get set free if they have been involved in it, no matter how innocent or slight it may seem. 
So this afternoon, I will be handing out to each table an occult checklist, just a small one, five pages. I haven't done a, a systematic study of the thing, but uh, I mean, it is incredible. The, you, you name it, Satan will give you it. Um, and for your comfort and safety, I will put, um, there are half a dozen of us who are, have done a bit of deliverance, you know. So Telsa and Anne and Kath and Gina, who's not here yet, and Joyce and I will be one of us stationing ourselves on each table so that um, if there's anything that's concerning you, there'll be someone there who knows what they're doing. Um, but I fully intend to, to uh, make sure that no one goes out of here as they came. I won't sing to you. That wouldn't bless you. Um, <laughs> so anyway, here we go. But to, in order to do this, you see, I started to study uh, the... Uh, alternative medicines and it was as though the Lord said no you've got to you've got to it's a tree and you've got to sh it's it, it, the branch it's a branch of a tree it's the branch of the new age movement uh, so in order to understand it uh, um, that's more the thing yeah you can if you like yeah that shows you the roots of this thing I haven't started my notes yet interestingly if you're going to uh, pick the fruit off a tree, you're going to find out where its roots are uh, because you want to know if it's going to be good. And Jesus said, you know the tree by its fruit. So these are the fruits, just a few of them, uh, of the New Age movement, which is the trunk of the tree. And you'll find everything there. Another lady very well um, acquainted with all this is Sarah here. Sarah, hand up. Anybody, any questions, ask Sarah. Um, because she was a beautician, is a beautician, and uh, was into all the alternatives. And I don't think it would be um, exaggeration to say that when she came to us, she was riddled with pain from top to toe, and not a very well lady. But uh, there we are. So I've got a mandate from the Lord this morning to bring you something which might be new to you. It may not, but it may be. He's told me not to wrap it up, uh, but to tell it like it is. He said, too long my people have been without knowledge. It says in Hosea 4.6 that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Actually, it wasn't so much lack of knowledge on Israel's part, it was their refusal to hear what God's spokesman was saying. And he goes on to say, thou hast rejected knowledge. So we need to hear Maybe for some of you it won't be the first time someone has actually spoken about these things, but you've turned a deaf ear, because we do, don't we? You know, doesn't suit us. As Telsa said, you see, she was healed. Uh, and we don't want the pain back, do we? But then, of course, what we do is to pray for God to come in and heal. And in that way, the healing is real and not counterfeit. Because he always leaves something behind. Um... You won't want to know this, but I've, ha I've had trouble with my right eye this week. I always get something brilliant. Joyce says, you look like you've been poked in the eye. I said, I have. <laughs> if you wait till I poke him in the eye, though, with the toe of my boot. <laughs> no holds barred, no, no quarter at all. So as we head into this 21st century, New Age thinking will become increasingly influential. Millions of Westerners are becoming cosmic in orientation, transformed by non-biblical spirituality from Paul Point's East, Ancient and Occult. 
and we need to be as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. As Jesus builds his bride, Satan is busy preparing his, and his bride will be an awful lot bigger than the bride of Christ in numbers. So I want to look at alternative medicines and therapies, but in order to do that, as I've said, I have to set it in the context of the New Age movement, the New World Order, or the Age of Aquarius. You might have heard of uh, any of those, New World Order, Age of Aquarius. Um, when I first came into Christianity, it was all I heard about, but there we are. This is a rundown of where we're going. It, it, it's, it just gives you the major things right the way through because we've, we've seen, haven't we, that Satan's desire is to be Lord of all. He hasn't given that up. Counterfeit bride. Promises unity. It, um, yeah, I'll show you in a minute. Uh, I've got a brilliant, something absolutely brilliant. Anyway, there it all is. John, thank you. So the New Age movement actually rejects the following basic truths of the Christian faith. There is one God, creator of all. He is transcendent, Lord of lords. He is imminent, personal, and our loving Father. Man is made in the image of God, but is not God. All these things they totally reject. Man is in a fallen state and in need of redemption. Jesus Christ is unique. He died on the cross and rose again. He was the one who is both God and man. This is important because... There are other Christs, and they're just names for demons. Um, can you just pop up, uh, the Christ is now here for us, that would be brilliant. I remember seeing this before I was a Christian, and I didn't know what on earth it was. It was in the newspaper, full page advert, 1982. <sighs> it speaks for itself, doesn't it? This is not our Jesus. The background to this I shall unpick for you in a minute. But if you look, you'll see, actually, here we have, at the centre of this spiritual hierarchy stands the world's teacher, Lord Maitreya, known by Christians as the Christ. And as Christians await the second coming, so the Jews wait the Messiah, the Buddhists, the fifth Buddha, the Muslims, the Imam Mahdi, and the Hindus, Krishna. These are all names for one individual. You can see, can't you, how easy, one faith, multi-faith, we're all looking for the same person, aren't we? I find that absolutely fascinating. I thought, God is so, such a blessing. It was on the back of a book called The Hidden Dangers of the Rainbow by Constance Cumby. All my stuff is about 20 years old now because I came into Christianity with this. It's like God was giving me all this and I didn't know really where I was going with it, but I kept it and there it is. And I remember seeing it. Anyway, there we are. Just interesting for you. Uh, God created the spirit realm. This is another thing they don't believe. And that it's only by sharing in our humanity could Jesus set us free. That's Hebrews 2.14. We need to be informed about how the opposition works or we'll be sucked in by his counterfeits. All that heals is definitely not of God, as Tulsa has told us this morning. We desperately need to know truth from error, both in doctrine, all roads definitely don't lead to God, and in everyday living. I saw recently while I was waiting for some of this printing to be done actually that the doctors are now giving the all clear to acupuncture because they say it's proven that it works. 
That, I may say, is not the criteria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hypnotherapy, it's all coming in. The NHS is also currently uh, embracing both hypnotherapy and homeopathy, and to my knowledge, they are certainly not scientifically proven either. They simply work. I've endeavoured to lay a base in our previous sessions regarding the fall and its devastating effects, and we've seen that the devil is real, the devil is active, we're in a war zone, the whole world lies in the power of the wicked one. And our understanding is darkened until God reveals to us what's happening. My people perish through lack of knowledge. The subtle recycling of the Eastern worldview that we're encountering today confuses many Christians. New Age theories, therapies and activities are working their way into our economic, corporate, cultural, social, academic, political and religious life. It is just insidious. It's everywhere. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? How are we to assess what we see around us? There's an easy assumption that anything spiritual must be good. In fact, nothing could be further from the truth. There is a spiritual kingdom of darkness which can masquerade as light. Discernment is called for, as I said before, all that glistens is definitely not gold. Even the elect may be deceived by appearances and adopt forbidden and unbiblical practices. This was the tragedy of Israel, of course. We mustn't get caught in the same old trap because it is old, it's ancient. It began in the Garden of Eden. Did God really say? This question is always the same. Did he really say? We are living in the midst of an occult explosion. Since the Witchcraft Act of 1735 was repealed in 1951, there has been a rising tide of occult activity. It's gradual. When the authority in charge of a country says it's okay, the lid is taken off and the satanic, satanic forces are released. We can see exactly the same thing since the death penalty was uh, removed uh, for murder. Now it's just anybody shoot anybody, stab anybody, because there is no final penalty and it is totally unbiblical. Someone came to us the other day, she said, well, you won't agree with the way I feel. I feel that capital punishment is right. I said, you, you're biblical. You're right. And it tells you exactly how to do it. Before witchcraft was forbidden, now the enemy is quite open about what he's doing and there is nothing to hold back the evil. Sadly, some Christians find no contradiction in worshipping Jesus and taking a homeopathic remedy or going to their reflexologist, and some will not even understand the incompatibility between Freemasonry and Christianity. We're being so blinded regarding alternative medicines and therapies, and the question I want to put to you is, is it medicine or magic? That's the question. Is it healing at any price? I'm going to be controversial because I'm doing my job as a watchman to warn you. It's a wolf. Did you know that part of a leadership role is to bark? Woof, woof, woof. So I'm barking. Woof, woof. It's the wolf. I was going to read my notes before I came, of course, because I prepared them a little while ago. Uh, and June rang me on Thursday, Friday? Thursday. 
She said, the Lord's really impressed on me. You need to look at your notes. I thought, oh, no, I've done something terribly wrong. She said, you really need to look. You need to look. So I looked. And I said, Father, please show me what it is. And it was about four words, and it was on page two. I had written, no matter how much these remedies help or heal, they are rooted for the most part in the occult. I got to that. I had a check when I typed it. Take it out. It's not for the most part. They are rooted, full stop, in the occult. That is, that is it. It's a categorical statement. They are rooted in the occult. We can't rationalise them away. And uh, when, I, when I spoke to the Lord about it, I felt him say, if you put that little clause in there, there are those who will say, oh, well, mine isn't. Because don't we always look for a get-out clause? Like, uh, bless her heart, tells her. You see, when I first put it across her, she couldn't see it at all. Morning. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, she couldn't see it. She couldn't see it. Because why? Because she was blinded. See, one of the problems is going to be that some people may be here today are saying, that's not right, I don't agree with that. It's fine. Because, my puppets, you are blinded. Because of what the enemy's left behind. Um, because it's like a mosquito bite. It will always leave something behind. You get malaria, don't you, from mosquitoes? Mm. And that which is left behind has the potential to kill you. Make no mistake about it. So the purpose of this day is a plea for the exercise of spiritual discernment, and we can only receive it from him. My prayer is that he will convict and convince you of the truth of what's being said here today as I lay the facts before you. That's all I can do. And if you're willing this afternoon, we'll take you through uh, an, uh, a little prayer to release you. As you can hear from Telsa, it's not difficult. Satan's had a plan since Adam, and his demons are as busy now as they were then. He desires to be Lord of all, which we can see at the top there. Whether we look at the 5,000-year-old secrets, like acupuncture, reflexology and meditation, or whether we look back only 500 years to Paracelsus, or we look back 150 years to his follower, Samuel Hahnemann, who gave us homeopathy, or whether we look at the newest techniques or some of the therapies at new healing centres, what we find is spiritual power rooted in the occult. This little um, packet, as I said, will give you, won't give you kinesiology, because that's one little one that I got. Um, it will give you an outline of orthodox medicine or alternative, a Christian perspective, homeopathy, acupuncture, reflexology, bip, 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 aromatherapy, the Alexander technique. That one is very subtle. I had a lovely young lady come to me. Her husband was nearly doing his pieces. She was an Alexander technique practitioner, and she wasn't going to let go, and she was a Christian. She put Jesus over it, you see. So it was all right. Please said about that one. Anyway, she got free. Hypnosis, meditation, totally different woman when she was set free. Tai Chi, Feng Shui, Reiki, I don't know if I'm pronouncing them right, bark flower remedies, oh dear, surely not. Uh, yoga, Shiatsu, you name it, they're all there. And that's just a few, but it gives you the background so that if you buy one of those, you'll, you'll, you'll be in no doubt. 
everything to do with alternative medicines and therapies hello, <laughs> is to bring your body back to balance with nature. Gaia, G-A-I-A, -A, Mother Earth, because you're actually part of the Earth, you see. This is the philosophy. And there are positive and negative forces involved which need to be balanced. So when Telsa goes to the person who does the cranial osteopathy, actually what is being channeled through to her, and please don't ever anyone talk about channeling the Holy Spirit, is her balance from this other woman. And where's she getting it from? The other side. So when you partake of alternative therapies, make no mistake, you're buying into the religion and the philosophy behind them. Someone said to me the other day, can't I have bubble bath with aromatherapy on it? I said, that's just a word, you know, that's okay. Just bless everything you bring into the house and use it because, I mean, everything's got aromatherapy on it, isn't it? It's totally different from going into uh, an aromatherapist where you're coming in under the spirit that is operating in that place. And, and Satan is no respecter of persons. If you come into his territory, you're done going to get shot down. Committed New Agers admit that alternative medicine is the medical arm of the New Age movement. And the philosophies behind this are monism and pantheism. In a minute as well, I shall give you a glossary of New Age terms. So don't worry too much about getting things down. The information is on the sheets. I've done my homework. God's teaching me to be a good teacher. Monism is that all is one. Man is not fallen, simply ignorant. That is our problem, girls. We're not fallen. And he is his own God. And we're all on the road to, to divinity. Pantheism is that God is in everything. And they promote activities that lead to, quotes, a higher level of consciousness and attunement to higher minds. It's interesting because one of our trustees used to come and say, oh, well, he's on the path of higher enlightenment. That was Anne McGill. And I used to think she was joking. I mean, I used to think she's saying this off up with the fairies sort of thing, you know. But I realised studying this that the path of higher enlightenment is the New Age movement. And so what she was saying was, he's into all this New Age stuff. And I, dim, dim oh here, didn't realise it. <laughs> I started looking at this. So it embraces a bewildering mixture of pagan and Eastern religions, green issues, rediscovering spirituality, human potential, a lot of that in there. Have you noticed we don't have a personnel department anymore? We have human resources. Isn't that awful? It's like trading the souls of men. You'll see it when we come to Revelation. They were trading in the souls of men. It started already. You are just a piece of something they can use. You're not a person. You're, they're trading your sight. Makes you sick. So it embraces a bewildering mixture of pagan and Eastern religions, green issues, rediscovering spirituality, human potential, mind control, and obvious occult practices. And we'll look at some alternatives in detail later on. But first, I want to spend a little time looking at the roots of the New Age movement or the Age of Aquarius. Because it's only in looking at the roots can you establish whether the fruit is good to eat or not. You may examine the fruit and think it looks fine because it is a Christian practitioner or therapist. 
I mean, this is much more widespread than we think. I was speaking to someone the other day uh, coming from across the way, uh, and there are, there are, I know of ministries near here where homeopathy they use, and I and, uh, have seen no wrong in it. I've not come head to head with them over it, but the day may come when I will. But they're good. But they're good. Because when we see uh, the homeopathy thing, well, I'll tell you a little story about my son, those of you who haven't heard it. Um, so we look at the roots. It's a synthesis of Eastern religions, old mystery teachings, and a combination of Gnosticism that salvation comes through knowledge and not through faith in Jesus. And it's spiritism based on esoteric, that is, secret teachings transmitted by demonic entities. It traces its modern roots to the theo... I've got to try and say this now. Theosophical Society, get your tongue around that, founded in 1844 by a Russian, Helena Blavatsky. She was greatly influenced by demonic spirits and deeply involved in spiritism. Through her demon masters, Blavatsky was given a detailed plan, often referred to as the plan, get this bit, for the ordering of the world in the last days. She was commanded to keep the plan secret for a hundred years, and this, it, by and large, it held good until 1975. Can you put up for me the uh, Tells of the Christ is here one? It held good now until she was well dead by the time. This was a newspaper advert, we've had a look at it already, that appeared in the Los Angeles Times on the 25th of April 1982, but it also appeared in Amsterdam and London New York and Hollywood. You see, they use the same terms as we do. They're no good talking to a new ager about the Christ or Jesus even. And to me, the biggest deception is my task will be to show you how to live together peacefully as brothers. Wouldn't you buy into that? Take your brother's need as the measure for your action and solve the problems of the world. So that was released in 1975. I mean, I think I looked at it in the paper and thought, whatever's that? What's that thing? Because I wasn't a Christian at the time. But I remembered it when I saw it on the back of this book. I thought, I remember seeing that and thinking, whatever's that all about? After her death, the Theosophical movement was led by Alice Bailey. Now there, she's quite a famous lady, who lived 1880 to 1949. She was a copious writer, and she formed the Lucifer Trust in New York, both to publish and promote her works. Later, the name of the trust was changed to the Lucis Trust, as the name Lucifer Trust attracted adverse criticism. I should jolly well think it would. <laughs> Alice Bailey is said to be the fount of New Age philosophy. She speaks of global spiritual unity, multi-faith, as the new world religion, which results in the conscious worship of Lucifer. She too claimed that she received her writings from the spiritual realm by automatic writing, and the only purpose in establishing the new world order, according to these writings, is to serve as the political structure for the one, as they see, 
the coming Christ. Would you like to put anti in front of it? Jesus Christ is in their thinking just one way to enlighten the masses to their own divinity. Interestingly, they don't deny his name. In fact, their teaching is, you're going to puke at this one, he is but one of seven ascended masters who hold the key to all esoteric secrets. Furthermore, they teach that Satan was his brother. And because Jesus failed in his attempt to save mankind when he came to earth, Satan will now do it and be the ruler of everyone. All of this, of course, is in direct opposition to what the Bible teaches. So you need to be aware of what you're getting involved with when you submit yourself to New Age practices, innocent as they may seem. Just like Freemasonry, it looks benign until you establish where it's rooted and headed. A.W. Tozer said, it's no good following the parade if you don't know where it's going. And I think that's a real good... He was talking about churches, actually. I thought it was so funny. We, tr we get in behind the parade and we don't even know where it's going, you know. Me, I want to find out where we're going before I fall in behind it. Right, this term, the age of Aquarius, a great deal of talk about that and that song, you know, this is the age of Aquarius. There was a lot of that a few years ago, wasn't there? Then it died out. In entering the age of Aquarius, the Christian era is ending. Ha! A quote from a leading New Ager. Their belief is, of course, that it's all in the stars. Anybody read their horoscope? And someone came to us the other day, didn't they, and said, what's your star sign? And we went... <laughs> Uh, their belief is it's all in the stars, and as the stars move around every 2,000 years to make, for make way for another star in the ascendancy, this age of the fish, which we were in, will finish, and the, which was cr the Christian era, era, they said, and the age of Aquarius, the water bearer, will begin ushering in a new age. Some believe this transition has already taken place. The fish, a sign representing faith in Jesus, of course, was used by the early Christians as a mark of identification. But New Agers maintain that the transition away from the zodiac sign of the fish means that the era of Christ is coming to an end and a new golden era is about to begin and that the coming one is awaited. As you look at it, you see the total counterfeit. We're waiting for Jesus to come. So what Satan done? He's given us a counterfeit. Totally a counterfeit. The New Age is a satanically inspired culture spawned in the Garden of Eden, which burst out at the Tower of Babel and will ultimately lead to the revelation of the Antichrist himself. That's 2 Thessalonians 2, 3. The self-same gods, for gods read demons, that led Israel astray in the Old Testament and at work now to carry out Satan's plan for world domination with himself at the head. <laughs> the battle is and always has been for the souls of men because Satan desires a kingdom. And do not think that the battle for your soul finished the moment that you got born again. It started big time. Because Satan's on one leg and Jesus is on the other and it depends on who pulls the hardest, which camp you end up in. We'll see that when we have a look at body, soul and spirit next time. 
It is a battle. So a quote from one of the New Age leaders. The New Age is an age of love, equality, freedom and fulfilment, of personal and social transformation. All mankind will be given a new start. All is one. Oh, and there is no death. There you go. We are not sinners, simply ignorant. And if we get enough information, we will be all right. Sounds very attractive, but it's laying the base for the coming one-world dictatorship, money system, and religion. Revelation again. Here we can see how it all links it. It's absolutely brilliant. Well, I'll just stop there for two seconds and let you have a ten-minute break, if that's okay. To 12, back at 12 o'clock, is that all right? Lovely. So the goals and plans of the New Age movement or the New World Order. Tell us a goal. Oh, she's there. Felt, I felt insecure for a moment. I couldn't see my lady. No, 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 no. So the detail of the plan given to both Blavatsky and Alice Bailey involved the ordering of the world in the last days to prepare for the coming into the world of the Antichrist. Basilia Slink, the, uh, the German Sisterhood of Mary, writes... The main political goal for the New Age movement is global control. The dissolution and or destruction of individual nations states in the, states in the interests of peace and cons conservation are openly advocated. So in the interests of peace and conservation, I'll get it right, we're going global. You can imagine what that will mean to the individual, can't you? And uh, variously called, as I said before, the Aquarian Conspiracy or the Luciferian Conspiracy, the Age of Aquarius or simply the New Age Movement, the principal aims of the movement include global control, a universal credit card system, one world money system, where you will receive the mark of the beast, well you won't, but there we are, a world food authority which controls the world's food supplies, a universal tax, establishing a new world economic system, a new world religion, anyone who's familiar with Revelation will already have picked out two, the uh, mark of the beast, the one world money system and a one world religion, a mass planetary initiation called Luciferic initiation as an act of consecration to Lucifer and a new age Christ who is neither Jesus nor Christ. So we've got the three there. We've got the one world money system, the new world religion, and the one world leader. This is why I think we need to finish in June with a little quick whisk over Revelation so that you're all quite happy to go off on your summer holidays knowing that you are not going to be around when all this lot takes place. So these three are clearly set out in Revelation and are the aims of the Antichrist, the false prophet and Satan himself. This new world order is essential for the new age vision. We'll look at this further, as I said, when we look at the book of Revelation in June. So how does Freemasonry and the new world order link in together? It's inextricably linked with the coming order. See, the lower orders where Freemasons go in, where maybe your dad or your uncle has been involved in Freemasonry, they know nothing of the actual reasons at the top echelons of what's 
it's heading for. They don't know where the parade is going. And Freemasons themselves at higher levels believe that they hold all the information available on the worship of Lucifer. This information, they say, has been meticulously preserved from one generation to the other through an unbroken line of occult priests. That was a quote from their own writings. Freemasons claim to be the latest in a succession of occult orders who have served as guardians of this ancient knowledge. We're talking about serious stuff. So if any of you have got relatives uh, or have married someone who has relatives that are involved in Freemasonry and you want to be set free from that, it would be good to come and let me know because I have an eight-page prayer I'd need to take you through. Um, just to give you an idea, I had a lady come to me once and she came because she could not get to sleep at night time. It felt as if she was choking. And the first question the Lord had me ask was, any Freemasonry in the family? Well, no, she said, not directly. My uncle was, though. So I said, well, let's go there then for a start. So I gave her a piece of paper, the Freemasonry prayer, and I just handed it to her and she... I said, oh, yeah, <laughs> I think we're into something. Because as soon as she took hold of it, the demonic in her thought, ah. because that is what happens. They get the wind up. Uh, and so she was set free, and as far as I know, she's never had a problem from that day to this. But it's, it's amazing the way that it... Uh, my own father was a Freemason, and some of the curses are on the womb area, and I never bore a live child. And I didn't realise till I became a Christian. Why? Bless him. He didn't know. So there we are. So moving on to the New Age philosophy, they say there is a need for a paradigm shift. The New Age movement aspires after a new and perfect world. I've handed out to you. Have they all gone, Joyce? The little papers? Thank you. One left. Wow, that's good for counting, isn't it? Uh, this gives you the rundown on what I'm talking about, and as you can see, that, that it takes you right the way through to the end. One world order, scene being set, new age religion. But that, that is what that handout's about. don't know why I went off over there for a minute. It's the paradigm shift. I think, oh yes, up there about one, two, three, four, five. It won't be enough to achieve but there needs to be this thing first. But if this goal is to be attained, there will have to be a paradigm shift. In other words, they've got to change the way we think. Um, our minds, therefore, will need to be prepared in some way to encompass the philosophy behind the New Age. Everything that the New Age do is designed to get you to think in a certain way. And because you open yourself up, it's the best thing is like it, the top of the head becomes like a funnel. Um, we had this, uh, the, the first time we learnt about everything that I have learnt, and Joyce, it is through the hard way, which God has taught us by experience. We were at the flat one evening and we had a load of youngsters come round. They came round for a prayer meeting. Well, one of them didn't want to join that. So he went into the kitchen where we've got a new computer, haven't we, Joyce? Well, new old computer. And could we focus on what we wanted in the lounge? We're trying to pray. So we all trooped into the kitchen to find out what he's doing. And he's playing one of these computer games, you know, the old chase and kill, chase and kill. I said, it's that game you're playing in there. 
And the Lord showed us that there's like a funnel opens in the top of your head. So whatever you're looking at, reading, taking in, you're either in one kingdom or the other. Now one of the youngsters didn't believe it, did she? She didn't believe in the fact that you can pick up spirits that will follow you around when you've been in the shops and looking at magazines and things you didn't ought to be looking at. You'll be trailing these things along around behind you. Um, and no, she didn't go for that. I'll finish telling the first story first. Anyway, so we said, can you take that off the machine, please? Just will you delete it somehow? So he took it off. We went back in. No problem. But what was happening to him personally was, and you will hear channelers say this, that it opens a channel in your mind. It's like a, like a chute. So you're either tuning into the Holy Spirit who is bringing into you things that will minister life to you, or you are bringing in things that will minister death to you. And the gates for that are your eyes and your ears. They are gates. So be careful it lies, what you see, see, see. Be careful it lies. I had a lady came, she had massive deliverance, came from Derby, massive. Got assaulted, sent her home, fine. A few weeks later, came back down again. And we started and I said, yeah, what are you doing? I said, everything that I've turfed out, you got back again. And uh, no, she wasn't watching anything. She wasn't, she wasn't into anything she shouldn't be. I said, is there anything the Lord's told you to do and you haven't done? So she, about 10 years ago, he told me to meditate on the word. I said, then go home and do it because you've jolly well just filled yourself up again. Because when God has told you something, uh, uh, there is a vacuum, you see. <laughs> when you're delivered of an entity or entities, it leaves a vacuum. And if that's left without the filling of the Holy Spirit and the word of God, somebody else will come along and fill it for you. Watch what you're watching and listening to. Those are your gates, your ears and your eyes. I'm really serious about this. We don't actually have a television set. People can't understand it. We haven't had one for years. And the reason is that I want to keep what is going on in here clear. I can't, I can't cope with, with seeing stuff. It, it... Anyway, so this little girl, she went off to W.H. Smith's and I don't know what the title of the book was that she saw. But she knew that in looking, something had happened here. And she came scuttling back, didn't she? And she said, it's right, it's right, I've experienced it. So as soon as she walked in, have you ever walked into Marks and Spencer's at Christmas and heard, bye, 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 bye? That's what you'll get. If your ears are attuned, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. Because it's teeming with them. Must have. That's a good one. Must have, must have. You need that, must have it, must have it. And half the time when people are in trouble with money, it's because it's the must-haves, thank you, and the buy, 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 buy. Because you come in under the spirit of these places and you can't, I mean, we get into Mark's place, <laughs> get us out of here, I can't stand this. I've forgotten what I've come in for. <laughs> I'll get it at the charity shop. Oh. It, it, once you start getting spiritually aware, uh, it's, it's really quite, it's interesting. <laughs> okay, okay, here's another one. We did a rare thing, didn't we, a few years ago? We went to a little chef for a meal. That was an, we'd had some, we got some vouchers, hadn't we, that we needed to spend. So we went into this place, and on the walls, there's this advert free tea, you know, the dear little thing with the what's it on the top of it. 
And I looked at this thing, this poster, and I said, I know what you're up to. I know what's behind you. Did I get clobbered? And I said to the Lord, what was that all about? And he said, you were out of your area of authority. You were in the enemy's territory. And you can't get rude with him when you're in his territory. I learn. Look, another one. This one you'll like. My son and his now wife, one Christmas I was invited up there and things were not good between them. She was pregnant with Connie. He was off and away again. Um, and uh, so they'd gone out for a meal Christmas Eve and I'm knitting the shawl. Now, very complicated pattern, but it had been going very nicely. Now, as soon as they went out, because it used to be my house, which I'd given to him, I thought, right, I'm round, I'm praying in every room, you know. Blood of Jesus over there, get out of here. You. I'm doing all my stuff, you know. And I sat down to do my... I could not get my pattern right. I'm saying, Lord, what on earth is going on here? I'm unpicking up. This is ridiculous. I'm having a fit. I can't get my pattern right. Nina Simone, anybody remember the lady? I put a spell on you. As clear as anything, I heard it sing. I put a spell on you. I said, 12 out of 10 for that. I'll give you that one. That was very good. Okay, Father, what have I done wrong? He said, the only room that you have jurisdiction over in this house now is the room that's been allocated to you. It's your bedroom. So, of course, as soon as I'd gone out of my area, I repented, knitting, no problem. It's real. It's real. Yeah. That's it. That is. It's the legality of it. This is why, though, we may cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus, go into these places and say, I'm, you know, invincible in here. He says, no, you're not. Have a dose of that. And you don't even know you're getting it. Because if they're putting their hands on you, like when I put my hands on you, something is being transferred. Hopefully, good. You have every right to say to me, don't put your hands on me, please. You know that. You don't have to have people laying hands on you. If you're the slightest bit, Joyce Mayer says she's very fussy about who lays hands on her. And I am too. I'm, I'm just a bit... People come in, oh, can I pray for you? And I'm thinking, blood of Jesus, please, Lord. You know, the blood and the cross between me and anything that's hopping around there. Um, but you have every right when someone wants to lay their hands on you to say, no, pray for me, fine, but please just don't. Don't touch me, because we, we, we are a bit in the charismatic movement, a bit plonk it on, aren't we, you know? Giles. <laughs> I won't tell you that one. And Giles prayed for Sarah. That's all right. <laughs> Sarah going. <laughs> That's right, that was the trouble, yeah. Bless his heart. His heart's in the right place, but his hand wasn't. <laughs> Absolute picture. Oh, Father, I pray for this. Ah, oh, dear. Anyway, and loud as well, and that frightened the life out of Anyway, there we are. So I went right off there, didn't I? Um, paradigm shift, a change in the conventional way of thinking. So our minds have got to be prepared to encompass the philosophy behind the new age. Specifically, get this one, our problems are due to our Judeo-Christian patterns of thought and belief. It's all to do with the Jews and the Christians. You've got it all wrong, so we've got to get that. These need to be abandoned. That is the paradigm shift. 
because they've already said the age of Aquarius, age of the fist is moving out and the, and the age of Aquarius is coming in, so you've got to get rid of that. Knowledge of self is salvation power. Oneness, peace and harmony by self-effort. You can be your own means of salvation. And that is exactly what happens in the higher levels of Freemasonry. They literally fall into a coffin and they literally come back up out of the coffin saying that they're born again. And you will hear New Ages, rebirthing, that's not out though, that everything is counterfeited. Man's powers, you know, Adam's powers in the garden were quite remarkable. He was very, very clever. He named every animal. And part of what we now call our psychic awareness, which is our soul awareness, comes from the Greek word psuche, P-S-U-C-H-E, psuche. We get all the psychic ones from that, soul power, is what we lost when Adam fell. God closed down our abilities in the spiritual realm, but they're still undoubtedly there. And behind all the occult stuff is Satan's desire to open, open up our psychic soul power. That's what he wants to get into for his use. And when that opening takes place, he's able to get in and control us. That's what it's all about. For instance, yoga is not just an exercise. You may think your yoga is very innocent, it's just exercises, stretching, but again, it's the fruit on the end of the... Where's the root? A yogi states, yoga is a form of training to produce physical fitness which every disciple must achieve before they proceed to the higher discipline of Raja Yoga and the movement to union with the ultimate reality. So when you're going to yoga classes, girls, that is what you're coming in under. Even if the lady practitioner who may well be a Christian knows nothing of it, the enemy does. In yoga, secret teaching is imparted. The body positions and the pattern of breathing are designed to cultivate psychic power. I don't like doing this, but I think it's okay. One of the things they do is this. Any of you have been involved anywhere in deliverance with witchcraft, if you see the person that you think has been into witchcraft making a circle or doing it with their foot or doing it with their hand or rubbing their you, they're calling up occult power. So in making the circle as innocent as it looks, that's what is happening there. You're calling up occult power, even though you don't know you are. It will come at the signal. It's uh, very, very powerful. I had a lady there, she was sitting with a blanket on her lap, and all of a sudden I thought, was a movement under there. I was all pulled that, and the toes going. I'm saying, no, you don't. You've got to watch. When you're in deliverance ministry, to keep the eyes open. <laughs> Don't close the eyes. You never know. I closed my eyes once and a woman fell over on me. I fell over. Oh, well, never mind. I thought, oh, serves you right. You should have had your eyes open. So, anyway. Um, it can be quite funny. I mean, we have had the funniest things happen. Funny thing, funniest things. Like, you know, you're, you're, you've got your hand on the, on the person and you're calling these things to come out. And uh, we've all gone. <laughs> it comes out of their mouth. There's nobody here. <laughs> you think. 
real fun. It's real fun. Sometimes, sometimes just in hysterics over it because it can be so funny. Just to, you know, to stay light really and know where the power is and it's Jesus, my word. No contest. Any wonder I've got a poke in the eye. <laughs> uh, so, secret teaching. And the aim of this is to learn control of your body and then of your mind. All designed to open up your cosmic awareness if you've gone down any of these paths, you'll need to renounce what you've been involved in and get ministry for closure. You will begin to see that all things associated with the New Age movement have a spiritual root, a supernatural element. You see, when I talked to Telsa about cranial osteopathy, I could see that she wasn't receiving what I was saying. You talk to a Freemason about the dip, you pick up because they're blinded. So it's all got to be done that way through your heavenly satellite, you pray. And God brings the person to see. Don't need to go head to head with the person. He loves that person. It's not a, what's his name, Basil Fawlty, will you try to understand before one of us dies, you know, we're Manuel on the stairs. It's not like that. I know nothing, Mr Fawlty, I know nothing. As all things are interdependent, it follows that we need to be regarded holistically popular word. Opposites must be reconciled. Opposites must be reconciled. At a quick glance, what would you say on this tradecraft chocolate? The sign is. Tulsa just handed it to me and she said, what do you think about that? They can explain it away any way they like. As far as I'm concerned, that's a yin and yang symbol. Um, I've always struggled with tear fund, with trade craft, because of the multi-faith aspect that's behind it. That is that is what that's what. Yeah, the poor people. Yeah, better deal. Yeah, fair trade. Oh. Well, you make your own mind up. Just bless it. <laughs> Deborah said, oh, I'll eat my chocolate and then I'll repent. I, I, I said, better still bless your chocolate and enjoy it, you know what I mean? You can't go anywhere, you see, but it's just raising awareness. So what's going on? Anyway, holistically. Opposites must be reconciled. That's your yin and yang symbol. Science and the occult are placed together. Good and evil no longer exists. Death no longer exists. I don't know why these women died, but death no longer exists. We are reincarnated, that's why. All is one. This explains a move towards a synthesis of all religions. I know I'm going on about this, but I hear it wherever I go. Excuse me. All roads lead to God. There are no absolutes. You are free to believe what you like, no restraint whatsoever. The main emphasis is on personal happiness, fulfilment, satisfaction and success. Utopia. It's not the way my Bible tells it to me. So what would mark out a New Age lifestyle? They major on care of the earth and the environment. Because after all, if Gaia is our mother, her life and, my, and health are my life and health. Animal rights... New Agers, 
Greenpeace, major New Age organisation. I'm going to duck behind the pulpit. World Wildlife Fund, a major New Age organisation. It has now been renamed Under Quiet. I don't quite know what it stands for, but its initials are I-C-O-R-I-C. And it is Interfaith Intercultural Consultancy. So your World Wildlife Fund figures, doesn't it? Conservation, isn't it? It's a new World Wildlife Fund. It's the new world. Interlink, World Council of Churches, bring world religions together. Once you start to see it, you can't miss it. It's really, you know, you need to examine what you're getting involved in. I mean, we're not even touching on the wrong teaching in um, uh, the church, which is really quite interesting. When June was with us last summer, she was sitting down in, um, in Honeysuckle, which is our summer house. It's not a shed. It's our summer house, isn't it? It is a summer house. We bought it as a summer house. And she suddenly came back up and she said, the Lord's just spoken to me down there. She said, um, have you got anything? The Lord has said, go and ask Beryl for some, what she's got on the rapture because your church is teaching error. I was just so thrilled because it did two things. It told me not only were they in error, but that what I was teaching was right. And we'd never spoken about the subject at all. So after I'd done a couple of handstands in the lounge, I found out what I'd got. I mean, I was just so... I said, Father, you are so amazing. From day one, he had me in this. I used to have quite a sniffer on me regarding sniffing out when things weren't, you know, quite right, but I haven't been exposed to it so much lately, so I might not know. So it's the wool off. Right, New Age religion. So we've got a lifestyle, we've got a religion, we've got a philosophy, the whole thing. Not only does the New Age movement pursue political, economic and religious goals, it's a religion. This is man-centred, primarily concerned with self-improvement and expansion of personal consciousness. It worships the creation, not the creator. There's no distinction between right and wrong, truth and falsehood. Syncretism it is. It places equal value on all religions. And again, Gnosticism. Ignorance is man's greatest weakness, therefore they appeal to ancient wisdom. They are antagonistic towards the idea of a knowable God. Their acceptance is of a God force. Uh, what's it called? Star Wars? The force be with you? Cosmic Christ or spirit force. This power, they say, flows through us, whether it's from martial arts, healing or whatever, hence you get the meridians and all this, chakras and all this. Sarah will tell you about it. They are antagonistic to the concept of guilt and sin. It's just come into my mind, I had a lady many years ago now uh, that uh, she was really bound with the demonic and she couldn't actually speak. She was trying to make signs to us and she couldn't speak, so I got her a bit of pencil and paper and got her to draw what it was, and she drew a figure, and she was putting crosses here and here, and the arms and the feet and the legs, and wrote chakras. These are the so-called openings that are used in acupuncture, reflexology, 
they're, they're your PowerPoints or whatever you call them, I don't know. Um, but she couldn't speak because he kept her unable to. But once we got that bit of information, we closed a few and that released her to be able to say, when you're working in the supernatural, you do the daftest things, the simplest things. A lady once, she couldn't understand why we prayed around the house, sprinkling water at that time, wasn't it? She, she was laughing and I'm coming in with my glass there and uh, sprinkling it. And as a joke, I sprinkled it at her. It hit her on the back of the hand and she's gone, it's burning, it's burning. And somebody else got a picture of a piece of uh, like blotting paper with a bullet going through it and leaving a singe mark. And it burnt for about an hour. God was teaching her a lesson. You take water like this and you pray, oh, Father, please bless this, empower it. And then you give it to someone to drink because of what they've imbibed or been forced to take into their mouth. Everywhere it is. Powerful, powerful. Our God reigns, amen? Not having any nonsense. Um, so as far as they're concerned, they're antagonistic to the concept of guilt and sin. There's no need for salvation or forgiveness. Original sin is replaced by original goodness. And it's that original goodness that we've all got to come to realise, that we're really basically good. Permeated by the occult, it rejects all biblical warnings against involvement with mediums, witchcraft, etc., because it's through these and their channelers that they get their information. They have their own holy scriptures, prayers, and mantras. As a matter of principle, I would not copy the, the prayers that they say. They are still praying for the Christ to come. You know, we saw it there. They are praying for that one to come. Doing the same thing. They have their own spiritual centres, such as the Findhorn community in Scotland, which was founded in 1962. I did a little squeak over there. My sister need prayer? Oh, you never know what you're going to throw out, do you? Right, you'll be writing that down on your little list. And the Esalan Institute in California, they universally proclaim that man is God and man created God in his own image. They consider man to be part of the Godhead, the cosmic consciousness or the false. Man is on his way to Godhood. Where's that sound like it's come from? You don't have a God in you, you are one, the garden and can save himself by finding his higher self through consciousness expansion. Hence the need to open our cosmic consciousness by various methods. When man desires to be like God, he opens the door to Satan or Lucifer, who is worshipped openly in the New Age movement and plays the key role in the world religion that that movement seeks to establish. The book that I was reading is years old, tw 20 years old, it must be. And in it, he said, a church in London, an Anglican church, has already incorporated New Age into the Church of England. It is a centre for New Age activity. The rector is quoted as saying, I am fed up with people saying, Jesus Christ is the sole saviour and mediator between God and man. I mean, it's breathtaking in its source, really, isn't it? But there it is. This is the way we're going. The master's arrival. A paradigm shift won't be enough. An ascended master needs to come too. 
So like Christians, New Agers are expecting the one who is to come. They look forward to his coming to lead them. As we saw on that, uh, th would you want to see it again, that newspaper item? I'll ask Telsa to put it up if you do. No? No. Um, the Jews expect the, the Messiah, the New Agers expect the Christ, and they will even refer to Jesus. Hindus await Krishna, Buddhists expect Maitreya, and Islam await the Imam Mahdi. New Age thinking embraces Buddhism, Islam, Hinduism, but is completely and violently opposed to Judaism and, and Christianity. It embraces beliefs from ancient Ab Babylon, Egypt, China, India, Persia, and Greece, taking in the Kabbalah, which is Jewish witchcraft, very, very powerful, Wicca, Zen Buddhism, Celtic European beliefs, Druidism, witchcraft, and so on. Also embraces African medicine. Everything God warned Israel about is to be found here. Everything is being drawn from the four corners of the world, and you choose. It's a smorgasbord. There's something for everyone. It's very easy to see how this could all be translated into one faith. After all, we all believe in one God, don't we? A man has an inbuilt capacity to be drawn towards revelatory insight. Whether through Christianity or the occult, it's part of the DNA in all of us because we know there's something missing and we're drawn towards the supernatural. Let me say too that if you have had granny or granddad or someone who's been interested in tea leaves and into the occult, you will have like a hook in there that needs to be removed because it will give you a desire into the things of darkness without realising why you've got it. It's coming down generationally. This is where you see ministry and teaching start to link together because we're going to have this practical, hopefully, this afternoon, where we see if anyone wants to repent of anything. If you're all clean, wonderful. It'll save me a job. Um, but if you're not, then we want to get rid of it, don't we? We all have the propensity for spiritual experiences beyond the natural realm. Unbelievers experience this through the occult, demons, and soul power. Believers experience through the Spirit of God, through their renewed human spirit. So if not Jesus, another power will seek to fill the God-shaped space in us. Before God's light breaks in and we experience salvation, our foolish hearts are darkened, it tells us in Romans 1.21, and we neither know nor care. God breaks in and there's a shaft of light, but there is much ground to be taken. This is why I need to teach on that in the summer school. We are saved and we're born again. That is not the end of it. That's just like a pinpoint of light coming in to your darkened spirit. Then that has to renew and transform your soul and eventually your body so that you are actually coming into everything Jesus won for you on the cross. doesn't want you to stop having that, but Satan does. If he can't stop you being born again, he'll stop you going on. That's the, the, the uh, way he will do it. So we should be moving from one degree of glory to another by the Spirit of God and the Word of God working together. And renewal of our mind doesn't happen all at once. Anybody know the Velveteen Rabbit? Well, like the Velveteen Rabbit said, it doesn't happen all at once. It happens bit by bit. Um, I'll have to bring it and read it one day. God's goal is that we become like Christ. God hates mixture. 
and we cannot involve ourselves in occult practices and remain in close contact with our Lord and Saviour. Light and darkness are incompatible. It's a clash of two kingdoms. You're either in one or the other. There is no grey area. You know, the Anglican Church, bless them, are so fond of saying, well, you can't say that, you don't know that, and you know they may be saved, and they may not, and all. As far as I'm concerned, I like to find out, you know. When we first came down here, there were some dear ladies. Um, one was the mother of our pastor, some of you will have heard this before, and the other one was the mother of the pastor's wife, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, they thought she was in, but we weren't sure, so we went round there. She wasn't, but she is. Because <laughs> we weren't going to leave it. Anyway, Clash of Two Kings. I'll leave it there, wind up, it being 10 to 1. Um, would you mind a sort of a short lunch time? Would that be okay? Come back about half past one. And um, as I said, I'll give these to Deborah, £3.50 a throw, those things there. And she will have them out in the foyer where you're having your munch. Thank you very much.